0: June 13th, 2021, NXT Takeover in your house. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. And I am joined by Alfred Conwa and NYC Demon Diva herself. Isa. Uh Isa, do you first? What'd you think of the pay-per-view?
1: It was a, it was a lot of fun to watch. Um a little predictable, to be honest with you. <laughs> I like the clip at the uh, the uh. clip at the end, but a lot of a lot of fun in ring matches we got tonight.
0: It was good. It was good and predictable, I think. With the exception of the million dollar match, I was going to say, yeah, this this was like the You've Got Mail, the the Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan rom-com of NXT pay-per-views. Predictable, but a delight, nonetheless. We all knew how it was going to end. We all knew where it was going. We knew they were going to end up together. But still, the (laughs) journey. It's about the journey, not the destination. And tonight was
2: very good. And there's nothing wrong with predictability. And I will say, you know, before we really get into the match, uh, it does speak to what they've done with that title because I'm invested in Cameron Grimes becoming the million-dollar champion, and I want to see him eventually win that title. And so they've done a good job booking it from that standpoint. I mean, I wish it was tonight, but – and there is an expiration date. Like, they shouldn't really string this out too long, but I'm fine with him chasing for this title because they've actually done a really good job restoring value in it. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, although I,
0: I feel like we should get in and go segment by segment. But I feel that if there are key t- takeaways and important things to discuss tonight, I mean, I think uh, Cameron Grimes definitely that was a big, that was that was the big surprise tonight, and William Regal's comments at the end uh, yeah. making it <laughs> seem like he's uh, closing a chapter, perhaps, and we're going to have a new GM for NXT in the near future.
1: You think so? You think that's what that meant? I think he meant like he's gonna change the rules.
2: Oh, I mean, I mean, just the way they've been building this, and I tweeted this tonight. It's like they're building to like a performance evaluation segment type with like William Regal because what they keep doing is the show's chaotic, and Regal's the one running behind. Like, come on, guys! So you just keep getting this image that this guy's lost control of his roster. So I mean, it does seem like they're building toward him getting out of here, and um, maybe they will swerve us, but they haven't done a good job promoting William Regal as a good authority figure in recent weeks.
0: Hey, um, we saw tonight regal finally got better security because when kyle o'reilly showed up and had that confrontation <laughs> with johnny gargano and the way security came and broke it up yeah oh if only this had happened back when uh kevin owens attacked today with or the many other ambushes we've seen in NXT <laughs> i saw a lot. lot
1: of tweets about that a lot of people were saying like what an idea now now they want to think about that so many parking lot attacks in nxt and now they think about that
0: yeah <laughs> That, you know, I think that's paying off long, long-term continuity. Karana Shah, $2, saying Samoa Joe as new GM. I mean.
2: I want to see him as a wrestler. We'll get into yeah. it later, but I want to see him against Karrion Cross. Like, uh, I would rather see that. I think what NXT is doing, because their audience has kind of fallen in recent weeks, they do need, like, a reformatting of how that show is run. So maybe they're doing away with the concept of a general manager, and they're going to do something new. But, you know. Yeah.
0: yeah. I want to see Samoa Joe challenge carrying Cross. Yeah, I would love that. He yeah. Is he cleared? <laughs> I,
1: I don't oh, know. That's a that's a mystery. Nobody knows. Nobody knows.
0: A lot of people in the chat are saying HBK, Shawn Michaels is GM. I could see, see them. I could see them thinking that'll pop a rating, or that that's good for half a that's good for fifty thousand viewers
2: right there. Yeah, and his influence is all over this product, as you even saw in the main event with uh, Gargano's entrance gear.
1: Yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah.
0: So it's interesting. Uh, we open, though. Banger of a match. Winner take all. Six-man match. Three-on-three. Legato Del Fantasma versus the NXT Tab Team Champions. MSK and NXT North American Champion Bronson Reed. Um, MSK and Bronson Reed retaining. Great match. Exciting mm-hmm. match. Was Bronson purposefully paying tribute to Hurricane Helms with that gear? very similar (laughs) very similar with the green and the black Uh,
2: but Alfred you first what did you think of the match? I I loved it Uh, it did everything an opener is supposed to do it was a good match, I mean a great match a very exciting, very crowd pleasing to where the baby faces won it emphatically at the end, I mean it sucks that this happened to Legado Del Fantasma but I mean these two teams did such a great job. And it's one of those things where there's been this kind of momentum toward trios wrestling and a trios championship like in an AEW. But I think one of these promotions really needs to start having trios matches uh, in, in, in on a regular basis because it is something that's different. And I thought it set a great tone for this uh, pay-per-view.
1: I mean, yeah, you said everything. I love that MSK and um, Bronson (laughs) um, Reed did wear matching gear. I thought it was nice because there was so many, like, they're not really a team. They tried their best to look like a team tonight. Um, The match itself, I felt there was so many combined different styles that it really, really worked. Like, they all brought such a different vibe to the match all all together um i really was rooting for Legado del Fantasma just because they have been losing but i can understand not wanting these guys who just won their titles yeah um to lose it a, a little lazy booking i guess to put all of these titles in this one match but it was a hot starter the match itself was great yeah
0: it's very good very good uh the audience though man you'd think biggest audience they've had in the capital wrestling center yeah here we go you know, that was that was a decent-sized crowd. The audience did not seem as hyped as the matches were.
1: No. No, you no. couldn't hear them a lot of the time. It was very yeah, odd.
2: Yeah. I mean, they did pick things to get into, but I did feel like, as a whole, this audience was a letdown, and especially throughout the main event, there were parts that I thought that they were kind of a letdown. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> uh,
0: Alejandro Villarreal, $5, saying, I like how they made Cross look unstoppable, but at the same time, he's someone you
2: can beat. Um... I think uh, I think you got to pick one or the other. You can't be kind of unstoppable. Like I think <laughs> if there is a perception that you can be beat, you can be beat, and that's what it was tonight. And and it went beyond that. I thought with this main event. I mean, I have mixed feelings about it. But see, I don't like that there's that perception out there that he can be beat because that was obviously the story that they told tonight.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Um, uh, you know, to, to paraphrase a quote from uh, the great Larry Sanders show, Cross being in a five way match took away from his unique specialness as a main event talent. <laughs> right. Someone you want to see go one on one. That's a Stevie Grant, right? Yeah. yeah I guess. <laughs> Love the, it. For the People's Choice Awards. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's the thing. I think you put Cross in there with four schlubs. No offense to any of the talents involved, but they did all kind of look, I don't know. I think that you could have really built like Cole versus Cross. That's huge, right? These guys will right. make big cons. One-on-one's fine, but with the five of them there, I don't know. I just think it took away from that super high feel. It felt, it felt and I say this is a bad thing, it felt like any of them could have won tonight.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah.
0: And you do not want that. You do
2: not want yeah, that. I anymore. would argue the opposite. I mean, as you see them as schlubs, I would say from just an in-ring standpoint, what this match was was a complete expose of Karen Cross as like yeah. the fifth best worker in this match, because this was a fantastic Fatal 4-Way match. And every time he came back into the match, the crowd was just dead. He would just slow it to a halt. And it was obvious. And this is nothing against Karrion Cross. They just weren't playing to his strengths. I like what they did early when he was a monster. But then right. he got to be so great when he when they would hide him essentially. And then he'd come back and it would slow down. And it's like, yeah, you can't be doing this. This guy needs to play to his strengths. And that's my point. Karrion Cross is not a
0: great wrestler, but Karrion Cross is a fantastic superstar. And that's exactly. what I mean by it. You put him in a match when I say schlubs, I mean four great workers, four great wrestlers. But together it just didn't look, I don't think anyone really stood out in the fatal five, way, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate, no. you know? Yeah. And I like all these talents. I, I honestly do. I just think that the, the mix of them all, I don't know. It, it took away from, I didn't feel like I was watching five superheroes fight each other. Tonight. You're right. You know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, Mark a Hicks, the second $2 saying That's LA night. I, we got to talk about this. This was wow. 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 Uh, but first, uh, Mercedes Martinez versus ZLE tonight. ZLE getting that win. And uh, the face-off with uh, Boa after. Um, okay, match first. Issa, what did you think of this match?
1: The match was a lot of fun. I loved the presentation of c l e from the second she came out, her entrance, her gear. Um, she kind of showed Drew McIntyre how to really use a sword there. But <laughs> I thought she looked amazing. <laughs> and I think it's very hard to make Mercedes Martinez look like the underdog just because of the way that Mercedes looked. But Mercedes was fighting as the underdog in this entire match, and I and I absolutely love that because you, I wasn't expecting that from CLE. I was very impressed with their entire presentation and in ring. I enjoyed the match.
2: Yeah, I really like this match too. It was just a lot of striking and hitting, and you know, they Zaya's small, but they make her into this monster, and I don't know why they can't just do this. With other people, like where you play up to where even though you're a little guy, a lot of time with smaller athletes, they like to just point attention to that. But I think with Xia they've done a great job in making her like she's some superhero.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I like the callback to the Mae Young Classic. I thought that was really cool. But yeah, uh, yeah the thing with Bo, that stared down at the end, I think for me is what kind of was like, oh, this isn't getting quite the re- – I don't think the crowd reacted the way they thought they w- were going to. I don't know. I just felt like it was a little anti anticlimactic the
1: crowd reacted the the way that they weren't expecting for everything i i didn't think the crowd really helped tonight and i was hoping to get that big nxt vibe feel you know um and i did see somebody in the chat commenting that it is the same crowd essentially every week it was just a couple of new people there but it is the same people it feels that way in full sale as well as from time to time you know but at least it's bigger but yeah the crowd did not uh did not do this match any favors
0: a proud apology, uh, Ying was uh, the face-off with Bo yeah. in the background. Yeah, I,
2: you did hear a little bit of a reaction to Mei Ying standing up uh, because yeah. it was kind of a moment. But you're right. And then it quickly dispersed. And, I mean, there was a story, I guess, heading into this pay-per-view. There was a lot of people who had to wait outside in the pouring rain. And so wow. I think a lot of people were upset. Uh, and that might have affected the crowd reactions. But, yeah, I agree. I feel like this is such a big moment the way they played it up. Uh, and I didn't think the crowd was there with them.
0: Could mm-hmm. be though. I mean, that'll be a good match. I think uh, to keep Martinez in this um, could be really, really cool. Yeah. You know. So. Um, yeah. Agree. So yeah, good. uh let's see where this goes. But yeah, I think that they thought this was going to be some huge moment, and it just it, I, I like the toss at the end. I, you know what it was? I think it was the chair in yeah. the attack. I think they could have sped that up.
2: You know, and I don't know what yeah. people were uh, expecting. With that. And kind of overshadowing Xia Li after this big win, they just kind of went straight to <laughs> Mei Ying. Yeah. Right,
1: right. But I did like that they let Mercedes get a little bit back when she got the share and was able to kind of like attack back just because I didn't want her to completely feel like like nothing, because I do think that she's worked very hard to get here. And yeah. and I like the fact that they gave her a little bit of her heat or her momentum back when she grabbed the chair, you know, because Sia was celebrating. She should have just ended it at that. And she's the one who brought the chair into the ring. So I like that for Mercedes Martinez. I'm a big fan of her. So I did like that she ended up getting a little bit of her momentum back at the end. That toss was brutal. <laughs> yeah. the, the camera angle from it made it look very, very good.
0: I think yeah, if they would have cut that section in half and went to the toss, I think it would have been fantastic. Yeah, you know, I think though with the suspense, I don't know what you know. Just as Tom Petty said, waiting is the hardest part. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then from this, the latter match for the million dollar title, LA Knight versus Cameron Grimes. Okay, it was it was this this this. I don't, uh, in my opinion, this stole the show. This is my favorite match tonight.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was a match of the night for me. My favorite match of the night, yes.
2: I think, um, I think it could have been perfect. I love this match, by the way, but I think it went like uh, like five minutes too long. I think, I mean, yeah. by the time they introduced that golden ladder, it's such a great story that they just kept running through all these ladders to get to this big golden ladder, and I was thinking Cameron Grimes was going to win, and this would have been a perfect ending, but then I felt like they just went a little too long, and then the wrong guy won, and I don't think that yeah. was a great... For the crowd, but I did very much enjoy it. And I like the fact this was like a safer ladder match. They like, didn't do anything too crazy. They had a, a couple of spots that were kind of scary, but it was still a very intriguing match, and they didn't have to almost kill each other. And that opening video package was fantastic.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. I love <laughs> it, good. it, yes, it was. I and I I was, loved the yeah. match. I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it had a couple of really good surprising spots. I really just wanted Cameron Grimes to win. So I will say I bet that affected the live crowd as well. Because even me watching him from my couch, I felt a little drained afterwards from it. (laughs) So at the same time, you know, it was like, I bet that had to affect the live crowd there. But it was such a fun match to watch.
2: Yeah. Absolutely loved it. I mean... uh, I I like that they're doing the chase, but I think they might have overthought themselves with this. It's been such a simple finish. But I just love the pageantry that they showed this title with the the pyro that it got at the end. It's like, out of context, this title, they did so much. And it deserves this. I like that they were kind of making fools of themselves. and It was kind of a comedy title leading into this, as entertaining as it was. You see the presentation they gave this, and then they show all these silly things they're doing. It's like, well, hell yeah, I do those silly things for that prestigious title. I get it. Right. so. They need to do this with more of their stuff. I love this.
1: Yeah, I even love that the title was hanging there in the briefcase, so it was a whole (laughs) ceremony to open it and hand it to him at the end when he won. I actually love that. Yeah, I agree with you. I just, I think Cameron Grimes chasing the title is going to be fun. I just, I really just wanted him to win, and the whole crowd wanted him to win, and I felt like the end kind of like drained the energy out of some people, but the match itself was my favorite match of the night. They killed well, it.
0: they made that title feel like the most important title on the card.
2: Mm-hmm. They yes.
1: Did. It
0: know? was
2: incredible. He cut like a serious promo. It's almost like the type of promo he has to cut. Like he expects you to start laughing when you're, you start talking about it, but then he immediately goes into the work rate stuff. He's like, this title is also for the best work of their company. Mm-hmm. That was me at one time. And they're showing all these highlights of how great he used to be. And it's like, it forces you to take this title seriously. And it's almost like they're doing it ironically. They should be doing this with the WWE championship and all their titles.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. Um, They did that with the IC title, I felt like, for a good while. Uh, mm-hmm. In uh, You know what I mean? Like, that was the one they made feel... Once in a while, they'll do... Yeah. Yeah, they talk about the legacy. For I'm sure. Um, But no, I look tonight... Okay, I mean, let's talk about Cameron Grimes for a second. Cameron Grimes, when he first came into NXT, polarizing figure. I'm going to say that originally, most people were not a fan. It, he was like uh, the Poochie of NXT. It was sort of like... <laughs> This is sort of lame. This is sort of like bootleg Heath Slater, a little too much. Uh, this isn't cool. Could it be annoying and become cool? Perhaps. But then, man, in the last what seven or eight months? Talk about a turnaround, you know? Uh, yeah. uh, playing into the to the GameStop, the Dogecoin, all the real life stock stuff, giving them the the big money gimmick. I mean, tonight. I don't think there was a single person watching this match that didn't want to see him have his crowning crowning moment of awesome. And I have to suspect he's going to get it SummerSlam weekend with fans in attendance at the next takeover.
1: Possibly. Possibly. But do you think they're going to have fans in attendance? Because even the rumors that I'm reading as far as of right now is they're going to still be there even for the SummerSlam takeover. Um, yeah. Based Yeah, the news that we're reporting this week, they're talking about doing a takeover the night after SummerSlam so from there. Mm. So I don't know how soon they're planning on getting NXT out of there. You know, I, I don't know. I hope that NXT doesn't fall into this. We're going to wait for full crowds in order to move storylines along. They don't need that, in my opinion.
0: And this is where I think having it at an indoor venue is doing them a disservice. Because everything we've seen, whether it's the Super Bowl, WrestleMania, the AEW events, those are outdoor venues. And I think even where we are in the recovery, and with people getting vaccinated and infections going down, I still think an indoor venue, maybe people aren't feeling as free as they do outdoors. And I just say this as trying to figure out tonight why the crowd seems so muted and reserved compared to what we've seen in all these other outdoor wrestling events with audiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah especially given the size out. of that venue too. I mean, it's, you know,
2: they're kind of cooped in there.
0: Seriously. I think, I think that's something to do. If they have the next takeover at an outdoor venue, like I think they will get a night and day difference, Uh you know, and, and hopefully uh, the situation will have relaxed a little bit then. But I mean, look, LA night won tonight, LA nights, the million dollar champ. I understand a lot of people in the chat. are like, Oh, that's the right move uh but i mean kevin kelvin uh r alexander five dollars saying the right man won the match la, LA night needed did that more than uh, than grimes did but I, I don't i'm not seeing a lot of la night fans out there even people that were fans of eli drake i'm not seeing them being like oh this is everything we thought he could be in
2: more in wwe yeah and even in this feud i mean he has been in a position where he's not only been outshined by Cameron Grimes, but Cameron Grimes is a clear-cut babyface of this feud. And he's played his role well as the heel. But, yeah, I have noticed problems with him connecting because L.A. Knight hasn't really clearly defined what he is, why he's a megastar, and his act is kind of attitude-era-ish, and it's very painfully obvious
1: sometimes. Right.
2: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Uh, Okay, so here we go. Just, I don't know, Justin Lopez changes his handle all the time, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, cheering for Brooklyn. Not okay, the six, baby. it's a whole new series. I'm sorry, go ahead. Justin Lopez, 499. This was the right call. You can have Grimes chase and then have him win it with more fans in attendance. He got a huge pop from those in attendance. So I think it'll be good. I mean, look, I could see Cameron Grimes and I, and I when I say I could see this, this isn't wishful thinking. I could see him getting called up to the main roster for money in the bank because if Vince has laid eyes on this guy, like, game over for him in NXT.
1: You think so?
0: Don't you think Vince would want this? This seems like this seems like the most Vince character in NXT probably since Elias, who did better on the main roster than he did
2: in NXT. Yeah,
1: yeah, and with the crowds coming back, possibly, yeah.
2: I would see Vince would think Cameron Grimes is funny and he would get a lot of TV time as a comedy character. But, I mean, I think he's talented enough, like a Matt Riddle, to overcome that and kind of back into a main event, upper echelon role. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't know. I
0: mean, in NXT, he should just be the million-dollar champ and then ooh, maybe feud with someone from Hit Row. I could see, I could see that. I'd love it. Yeah, love
1: that would be actually kind of fun to see.
0: That would be fantastic tonight when they were doing the TikTok promo for NXT on TikTok and it went from Cameron Grimes to Hit Row. That's what I thought. That was like, are we getting a build? <laughs> and then it felt cheap to me that they got Karrion Cross to say TikTok at the end of the TikTok promo. I was like, that's, yeah, that's too like far. That I didn't like that's that either. That's far. Braun Strowman <laughs> washed these hands. Yes, that was clever. But TikTok, TikTok, <laughs> come on, that's just lazy. <laughs> Antoine Fair five dollars saying Adam Cole made the crowd give cross the Roman Reigns, uh, fan heel heel. Does he mean heel heat? Heel heat, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's something to that. We'll get to that main event.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh man. So okay, Cameron Grimes is going to chase. I'm going to tell myself this. This is how I'm going to go to sleep tonight <laughs> and just be allowed myself to fall asleep, asleep, asleep. Don't worry, Glenn. Don't stress about this. He's going to chase. He's going to get the big win SummerSlam weekend in front of the crowd. We're going to get more vignettes after this who knows what's going to happen. I'm going to just comfort myself with that tonight when I lay myself down to sleep.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'll tell myself the same thing then.
2: Me too. I mean, this felt like it would be the finality, like the blow off and whoever wins this title wins this feud, but just based on the storytelling and that package, they're going to do something with this. So I'm fine with LA and I being the champion for now. Yeah. For now. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's the keyword word there for now. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: this was a great match though. Like, all this night, and let me just say this, because I feel that this cannot be accentuated enough or emphasized enough. This was like a two and a half hour show.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Did it was very easy buy. to watch. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, I looked up and I was like, is this already almost over? Like, it was so... Yeah. Perfectly paced. I think they did a great job with the match order, putting the kind of high energy match at the beginning and then slowly building to your most important match. I liked it. Well, I would argue...
0: This was the most important match. Yeah,
2: theoretically, played. yeah, your world titles or whatever, whatever you could say. You're, you're splitting hairs. but
0: <laughs> uh so yeah, definitely watch that match tonight. Uh Hit Rodu in the WWE shop segment, though. Oh, they're so yeah, good.
1: Yeah, they are so good. I, I had a lot of fun watching this.
0: And they have a new single on Spotify and other platforms. I've not listened to it yet, but I Me am I'm very excited. I'm I, I kinda missed that. I'm very excited to hear this new single now. Me too. <laughs> I'm trying to think when the last time I was excited for a WWE music release post-CFO. Probably uh, the Bray Wyatt Fiend remix they did.
1: Oh, my God. Speaking of that, that, that main event, those entrance songs, what happened there?
0: <laughs> oh, tonight? Yeah, it's a lot of
2: bad entrance. It's a mix. It's either really good or it's bad because I think they did a good job with Ty of Valkyrie's um, or Frankie yeah. Monet's. Um, but, yeah, that's not – a lot of generic music for a lot of big stars in that main event. Yeah. How to get CFO back, man.
1: Yeah,
2: Merjim Johnston. I mean, that guy was killing it for years. No, I know, I know.
0: Um, so download that new hit row single on Spotify. Uh, the NXT women's title match Ember Moon versus Raquel Gonzalez. Now, of course, Dakota Kai interfered with this. Shotzi Blackheart came out as well. Uh, as predicted, Raquel retained, but uh, Alfred, what'd you think of this match and how the feud keeps building from here?
2: I liked it. I mean, I, this was a very straightforward pay-per-view. It didn't have a lot of outside interference or whatnot, but this is the one match that I think benefited from stuff like that, from the zany things that they did, because I think everybody expected Raquel Gonzalez to win, but they did such a good job switching this match's pace. And I thought Raquel was really good. She saved a lot of really creative stuff for this match, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but I, I really like the match. Uh, it, the way it ended is not a surprise, but they did the best they could to make it interesting.
1: Yeah, I agree. I really enjoyed um, Dakota Kai's little heel work outside of the ring. Her facial expressions when, when, um, Chatsy came out, it was priceless when they got like her face going, oh crap. <laughs> um, and, 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 and her heel techniques didn't annoy me. You know, a lot of times when you have the heel like outside of the ring, like helping the person win. In this case, I feel like Dakota Kai did it enough to where it wasn't like, okay, that's that's too much. Um Raquel Gonzalez is so good, and I feel like a win over Ember Moon really helps her solidify her title reign right now. I love the match. I loved Ember Moon. I will forever love her work in the ring. She just does some amazing, incredible things. And when she's paired up with somebody that knows how to sell her moves is just magic. Um, There was a couple of times there that there were very close spots that I thought, wait, is Ember? No, no, I know she wasn't going to, but for a second, you know, I was fooled. And I'm, I'm a big fan of both of these women, and I thought they killed it. Happy to see Shotzi come back. We'll see where it goes. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Alfred, what do you think? Oh, I did sure, I'm
0: right. oh, sorry.
1: No, I can't talk.
2: Listen, no, I'll go again. I thought this Go match again. Was... We're gonna keep <laughs> really going
0: back and forth, <laughs> and I'm just gonna keep doing this round robin again and again <laughs> to get every thought out of this.
2: No, no, I can double down. I thought this is a very fun match. I, I really did like it. It's the best Ember Moon match uh, since she's come back in terms of singles match. She's really uh, yeah. gone back into the swing of things. I really like how um, how she worked tonight. And Issa, what were your thoughts on the match?
1: <laughs> I, I really, I really, really enjoyed it.
0: No, it was good. It was very good. I love what Ember. What do you
1: think, Glenn? What do you think of I love that? Ember and
0: Shotzi? Yeah. I want to see Shotzi feud with Frankie Monet. I think that's a big money feud. Oh. I think that will get Frankie over even more. Um, yeah. You know, I think, she, and they set that up kind of with uh, her dog doing its business in Shotzi's tank a couple yeah. weeks ago. I think that would be good. But no, look, I think all this is great. I really enjoyed this. I think, um, Predictability kind of hurt it, but that being said, I mean, come on, when Io Shirai was champ, when Asuka was champ, when uh, Shayna Baszler was champ, I felt like those matches were predictable as well. Uh, NXT, especially the women's division, seems to like really book unstoppable talents in that top spot. And they have very long reigns, and sometimes that makes it a little harder to get excited about a match where you just feel like the ending is, to borrow a phrase, predetermined.
2: It does. But, but a lot of times when I call wrestling predictable, that's not an insult. Like, there's yeah, nothing right. wrong with being predictable. So, it's because that's what makes sense. How predictable would it be if The Rock showed up to challenge Roman Reigns? I mean, a lot of people are prognosticating that. It would be predictable, but it's something that people would want to see. There's right. not going to take away from how awesome that would be to see. In Avengers Endgame, we were pretty sure the
0: Avengers were going to win in the end. Now, how they got there was a surprise. Absolutely. Right.
1: Very well That's why
0: I gotta give a shout to this that uh I don't want to spoil it, but when I watched In the Heights uh last night on HBO Max, I was like this it was they subverted some expectations very cleverly, and I wish more movies, TV, and even wrestling would do that because I think that we like to be we like to have the journey, but I think it's good to kind of tweak the audience's expectations, especially when you think you feel like you know where something is going, you know? Yeah. I've heard good things about In the Heights. It was good, yeah, man. Yeah, me
1: too. I need to watch it. I'm waiting to have like the time to like fully have my attention.
0: It was good. I mean, obviously, some of the styles very similar to Hamilton. I mean, Lin-Manuel has a very... Even the song he wrote for Bring It On, the musical, sounds like it could have been in Hamilton. You know, it's got similar mm-hmm. melodies that went up. But no, we really enjoyed it last night. I really want to go see that on a big screen. Uh, but no, look, hey, I thought this was good tonight. I think that uh, with Shotzi and Kai getting into it was great uh Raquel standing tall after was fantastic and uh we'll see where it goes I mean you know Shotzi could be challenging for this title at the next uh pay-per-view if they keep these women yeah. shooting with one another uh backstage Dexter Loomis with Todd oh, playing Karate gorgeous. Fighters
1: Karate Fighters so much fun <laughs> I think I think my mom still has mine somewhere <laughs> Oh, that was a good throwback. There was a lot of good throwbacks today too. When they had the TV with the VCR, he was trying to play the VCR tape. (laughs) Yeah, it was so (laughs) great. The nostalgia tonight was at a top height, and it was it was good nostalgia too. It didn't feel forced. They did a good job with that.
2: You know what's funny is I completely agree with that, Isa. And they do so many things tonight, and they did so many things tonight that were nostalgic. (laughs) that are reminiscent of when they used to actually really do good professional wrestling, like building right. up their titles and the way they use Todd Pettengill, like he was a backstage announcer, but he's also like our representative of him in this crazy world. Yeah. Joking mm-hmm. around with the wrestlers. Like this is something that I think Renee Young could have been great in. And she was yeah. right on like YouTube, but they never used her like that on television. And that's how they really need to use their backstage announcers is, you know, you could have fun with that role, but like that was so great how they used him tonight. I really liked it.
0: And let yeah. me bury the main roster more because, um, <laughs> a throwback edition of SmackDown a couple months ago. Remember that? Oh, yeah. And then look at it in your house. Like if they even put in a quarter of the effort into Throwback yeah. SmackDown,
2: it would have been great. Yeah.
0: You know, yeah, I legitimately
2: agree. nostalgic moments where it's like I haven't thought of a VCR tape, but, you know, in six months or so. In six months, six whole months, in six <laughs> months. <laughs> Since the last time I watched a blockbuster movie, that's what I was thinking.
1: <laughs> I still oh, got the last VHS tapes. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> hey, VHS right, rewind. man. Rewind.
0: You know, I mean, I follow a lot of YouTube channels that are all just like VHS rips of commercials, like random broadcasts. I mean, old MTV, like VHS is the great democratizing medium that's given us like this people's archive of media from like mm-hmm. the late 70s to the early 2000s. And I'm, it's such a bummer that it disappeared because think of all the things that were DVR that people taped that just got auto deleted. And there's no record of that anywhere. Yeah. You know, yeah. we'll never see that again. But people got weird ass VHS tapes that they've held on to. Yeah. Who speaking of which uh alfred i was watching uh last night after i talked about positive k's. i got a man he was on uh, mtv's haunted house party in 1991 or 92 performing the song live and he had three different mcs come out and do the female parts
2: whoa really
0: yeah like one yeah. after the other yeah like each in different verses it was, it was oh, really wow. good it was That's really weird. good I highly recommend you can find that on uh youtube um Justin Lopez 499 saying, would give props to Penningale. Uh He had a guy hasn't missed a beat. Yeah. Penangale yeah. for WWE Hall of Fame.
1: Yes. Yes. I tweeted about that. I was like, Hall of Fame 2022, please. I love his interaction with Dexter. How are yeah. women treating you? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. It was so great. It's just like a dad energy, like, so how
1: the ladies treat <laughs> <I laughs> uh, you? I just see
0: Beth Phoenix <laughs> tweeting the like frame by frame analyzing the hug. Like, that was a friend yeah. hug. <laughs> you know? uh, DeAndre has a very good point. Predictable does not mean it's not satisfying. And, yeah. Uh, I want it to be predictable.
2: I don't... Think of the times you've been re- surprised in wrestling in recent memory. A lot of the biggest controversies, like, you know, that fiend finish. You know, that's surprising, but... Uh,
1: didn't have a good result. No, it, yeah, no, agreed. Agreed. And, and sometimes you have to solidify this title reigns by giving them wins over different opponents. It doesn't make the matches not enjoyable. I had never thought Cesaro was going to be Roman, but that was one of my favorite Roman Reigns matches. Yeah. And, and I'm pretty sure him and Ray will probably put on a great match at Hell in a Cell, but we know that we we know the outcome.
0: Yeah. Cesaro needs to bring the tearaway suit back. I feel like <laughs> yeah, his that wrestling cool.
2: ability. That was so cool. He looked yeah. so money in that. Yeah, it was because it was a nice looking suit. It's not like it didn't look like a suit. It looked like an actual suit, and he just tear it away. I thought
0: that was cool. I was gonna say that about Ted DiBiase. You know, maybe saving that million as much of those million yeah. dollars as possible, but uh, that looked a little bit like a men's warehouse. Like that was not it our mind. He it was did, wearing. It
1: did. You know? I'm with you. I thought the same yeah. thing. I was like, I, don't, I don't know that he looks that sharp.
0: That was like the last suit I bought at Kohl's. That when I wore it to Starcast, everyone thought I was casino security in Vegas. Um, <laughs> But you <laughs> apparently, walk around Vegas wearing a suit and a lanyard, and you know people come to up to you and ask you questions. <laughs> uh, so, Fatal Five Way the main <laughs> event tonight for the NXT title: Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole versus Pete Dunne versus Kyle O'Reilly versus Carrying Cross. Oh man. Okay, so William Regal was backstage, and this is, I think, what he was alluding to with, with the cast trying to keep Shotzi and Ember from brawling with Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Um, but we had, uh, yeah, we had uh, Gargano come out, Kyle O'Reilly, Pete Dunne, Adam Cole, and Karrion Cross. I mean, when you've got the five names up there, and Cross has got the huge graphic and the, yeah. like, the little strip, it's like pretty sure I know who's winning this.
2: <laughs> yeah, I noticed that too.
0: Same. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but, uh, Issa, what did you think of the match?
1: I have mixed feelings about it. I thought it was a solid match. The problem is that some of the spots that I like was when Cross was not in it. And I was like, that's concerning to me because I really like Carrion Cross and I want to be behind him. I don't, I'm telling you, from the promos in the last two weeks to the match, I felt he was exposed and I don't mm. need to see this side of him. I um, appreciated Pete Dunne for his fashion choice of wearing white. <laughs> I thought Gargano looked excellent <laughs> in, in his cosplay. But I, I did think that, okay, when Cross will get in the ring, it will slow down. And, and and he will come in and do one or two moves. And I don't want him to be the champion that hits one or two moves and then goes away, let this guy put on a clinic, and then he comes back and suplex someone around. I, it felt a little too main rosterish for me the way that this was booked. And then every time he wasn't there, these guys put on a clinic, and then he would get back in, and you're like, they're 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 out wrestling him. And I don't I don't know that this did him any favors. I didn't really. I wasn't a big fan of the ending because I was like, how is there a fatal five way and nobody can come in and break in that submission? There's yeah. you know three guys out there, and then and then they show him celebrating with scarlet and all of them are awake like just looking angry and i'm like so you were all just around the ring not breaking up the submission yeah. let this guy fall asleep um that being said this is a this is a huge um this is a huge win for carry cross because he beat some of the best in nxt right but i just didn't think that this match did him any favors that did not make it any less fun to watch
2: yeah alfred yeah, no, very well said. And uh, they they just need to keep him away from this type of wrestling. Like there's nothing wrong with it, but if you're having a carry and cross title run, I really feel like his matches need to reflect his strengths, what, what makes him different. Like it's okay to kind of switch the philosophy of the wrestling to better serve the champion. Cause this was not it not to be in there with these four guys. Uh, I, I just watched this match and there was no heat for Kieran cross whatsoever. And uh, you know, part of that, maybe there is a little bit of a disconnect, but I don't think it's wholly his fault. I think the way that this was booked and uh, we talked about it leading up to the match, uh, is that it was clear that this is going to be a great match with all these great workers, and Carrion's going to slow it down. That's essentially the story they were kind of trying to tell with the way they were dissing him and saying he's overrated and he's he's not graceful. And then they get in there, and that's they have this just blow-away match that it's clear he's the weak link of this match. And I don't think this did him any favors. I, I, by the end of the match, when the finish came, I mean, as dead as this crowd has been, there's no reaction. You know, and this is your main event, a world title match. I felt like there was very little reaction to this. But uh, if they just put Karen Cross in, like, quicker matches that play to his strength, I think this could be a very fun championship reign. But they just undid so much good with him, uh, everything that made him special. They just undid all of that uh, during his title reign. It's
0: not exactly the same, but they did kind of start doing this with Braun. Uh, in the main roster, where he would have these matches that were just great squash exhibitions. And then they started booking him in these matches where, yeah, you've got to... When you have to have your superstar roll out of the ring for the better part of the match so the workers can get their shit in. Yes. Um, You know, and then he comes back and finishes it. And even the way they did it with with, uh, Kyle trying to tap out Adam Cole and then Kyle getting choked out by Cross. I mean, I think that... If the plan, you know, the plan is to have him retain the championship and be this dominant champ. You want to build him for someone like a, a Samoa Joe, or you want him to have like a really dominant championship match. Like he should have just been able to destroy these guys. In fact, I, yeah. we, it should have been an elimination match. And he should have taken out all of them.
1: I that know if you really been,
0: wanted to keep yeah, his monster.
1: That would have been so much better. And there was one spot where they kind of like all ganged up on him and took him out when they put him through the door by the stage. That I can get behind. If they all are working together and the times that he's not in the ring is because all four of them beat him out of the ring and senseless. But there was a lot of the times that he was just either rolling out or just taken out by just one of the guys and then they would continue to do their things. Um and, and that's the thing. When when he works against a good worker, a good technical wrestler, he put on great matches with Finn Balor, yeah. who is an awesome technical wrestler. So I feel like this was just overbooked. They should have just gone with the fatal with the triple threat, let him fight one of them, and maybe save the Adam Cole return for tonight after he won and in, in an attack that way and then build a one on one field. I just felt like this match was slightly over overbooked when they decided to go with all these guys.
2: Yeah.
0: As Alonzo Smith is saying in the chat, why not bring Finn Balor back and make it a six way? (laughs) If it's just going to be like. No,
2: he needs to get as far away from this internet wrestling as possible. They need to do something completely different with him. He cannot be in these matches that, uh, I mean, for him to just be. For them to showcase the great, like I know these guys are capable of this great wrestling. You know, it's weird that we're complaining about it because it was very fun to watch and entertaining. That's not what this match needed. The first five minutes of this match was what it really should have been for maybe five more minutes than that, where it's every guy trying to get their shot at the baddest guy in the ring and he's kind of shrugging them off and yeah, kind of selling a little bit and shrugging them off. But then they just went into full PWG mode and, and then it became about the wrestling. It became like now this crowd wants to see wrestling and when he comes in, he's ruining that Wrestling in a bad way,
1: right? Yeah, right, right. It, it, there's no better way to say it. And it wasn't. It, it's not that it was not fun to watch. I thought it was an excellent match. But if you want to get behind a K- Karrion Cross title ring and really like push him, you don't want to expose him the way that you did. And it wasn't just tonight. It was just the way this entire field was yeah. booked. Um, the promos. Like they, he just didn't look his best. Um, that being said, he did get in the ring a couple of times where he looked like a monster, but it's just like, you know, there was he did like that double suplex on I think it was what, Gargano and Dunn, I think. Yeah, I, think I that. felt that um Pete Dunn really shined tonight. I paid a lot of attention to him. I don't maybe it was the white, I don't know, but I uh-huh. felt like he stood out. There was a couple of times where he just showed he was so fearless. He kept going like this to Adam to him um, Cross, like, come on, just bring it. And and he's been waiting for this opportunity too. Remember, Pete Dunn was the guy that was supposedly being built. For this moment. So um yeah, it was fun. I just I just felt like it didn't do Karrion Cross any favors, but I, I did think he was going to retain. I didn't see him losing. If he did, he wasn't going to be involved in the pin, obviously. But once I saw the entrances, the graphics and everything, I was like, Yeah, Karrion Cross is gonna <laughs> be
0: Yeah, I mean, look, I think that if this had been Pete Dunn versus Karrion Cross. Think that would have been an awesome match.
2: Yeah,
0: one on one, you really could have sold it. But like, Cross just looks so much bigger than these guys.
2: I'm trying to look <laughs> yeah.
0: at the actual heights now. I mean, yeah, I mean, these like, the rest of these guys are like five ten or maybe six even. Cross is six four. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and, and that's what I mean by it. Like, just, you know, I say they look like schlubs. When they're all together, they, that was the problem I always had with Undisputed Era. Adam Cole looks like a superstar on his own. I think they've made the other guys look good, but when you get them all together, it just, it looks like an uh, an indie rock band. Like yes.
2: yeah. too much of a good thing.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the problem is you have these guys that just did not, none of them or individually, they could have looked on Cross's level because you could have really built them up and you could have just had this different mix of styles. I mean, look, anything is possible in wrestling, right? It's like the the principle of Bloodsport or Street Fighter, uh, the idea that one fighting style is not necessarily superior to the other if you've got the right fighter. So I think that you could really build that, but we've just got four guys that are all wrestling similar styles or similar enough styles. And then Cross, who's the exhibition, who's the monster in the match, and he's not even in most of the match. I don't know. I just think this... I don't know that this match helped anyone. And I'm curious, they did announce that like, Great American Bash is happening on July 6th yeah. uh, edition of NXT. I'm curious where they go for that. I mean, maybe that's where Shotzi gets her title shot. Uh, maybe, you know. Um, so I guess we've got a little bit between now and the next takeover. I wonder if they're going to keep overbooking. I guess they do have to kind of keep booking these stacked cards for Tuesdays, though, right? Because with the ratings down a bit. Some shakeups in the mix. I
2: mean, they could try, but they haven't really been booking too many stacked cards. There's been kind of a status quo with NXT. I um, sense a shift of some sorts with Regal going off the air. I'm sure next Tuesday yeah. will be some kind of announcement of a new regime or something. But I mean, just getting back to Cross, he's just like a round peg in a square hole in the way he was booked uh, outside. It was like he's in their world, and it really should feel like their and yeah. his world. They, they wow. need to reverse that kind of trend.
0: Antoine $2 saying, I blame Adam Cole for Cross's (laughs) (laughs) death.
2: Well, Cross didn't die, technically. I mean, it doesn't feel like he won, but technically, uh, Karrion Cross is still the winner. uh, But they really do need to do a better job in terms of opponents. You're talking about how we go forward to Great American Bash. I need to see a completely different flavor. It just needs to be something uh, that's apart from him wrestling these long matches. I just, maybe they need to go a little cartoon with him.
1: Well, no. when I when I felt um, because I wasn't a fan of the entrance and this and that in the beginning and I wasn't familiar with Karrion Cross past work before NXT. When I started really getting behind him was that one match where he just came in and choked out Champa in like what? Yeah. No time. That's yeah. how you need to book him. That was perfect for him. Like like get a couple of people that are known for NXT favorites and just let him destroy him in a couple of minutes just to like build that that aura again that he was a monster. Because when they were booking him that way, I thought he was excellent. Yeah. Do you think that maybe because he put such good matches with Finn Balor, they were like, okay, we can book him with all of our technical guys now?
2: (laughs) No, I just think this is what WWE does. They try to conform everybody to be something similar. That's why now you're seeing all these guys cut their hair and cut their facial hair because now they're overthinking themselves because they want to conform. Like WWE needs to do a better job, and this is one of its central problems in making people stand out by playing to their strengths and not having to learn the WWE style. Because this just right. feels like Goldberg in 2003 when here's this killer who became one of the biggest star, arguably the biggest star in wrestling at his peak, uh, by just killing people in, in two minutes. The formula is out there, but they're like, no, he's got to learn our style. We're going to put him in there for 15 minutes and he's going to have to sell. And they're doing the same thing to Karrion Cross. I feel.
0: Yeah. and I mean, and again, this goes back to the argument of, of why women's wrestling, especially in WWE, is so much better, particularly in NXT. Each woman feels like her own unique character. They're yeah. not all trying to fit a template. Completely you know? agree. Mm-hmm. And I wish we had more of that with the men.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Uh, Stephen Marcucci, 499. Hey, Stephen, Cross needs more wins like he has with Ciampa. He's got
2: huge babyface dollars written all over. Yeah. I mean, if they book them right, like this is a mystique thing. This is a thing where uh carrying cross needs to be protected and there's ways to do that but they're just choosing not to do that and i think it's a disservice to him
1: yeah
0: yeah Uh, and then after after cross won that match there's either four competitors ringside um we uh get William regal backstage in the parking lot saying it's seven years as general manager he's never seen this much bedlam complete madness (laughs) thinks it's time for a change
1: you know what that means? War games. I'm kidding. I was thinking that. That's what it
0: seemed like he was going, right?
1: Yes, that's what I thought he was going to say. Like, he's going to say it. Here it comes.
2: Oh, that'd be so funny.
1: I look forward. like He cannot step down because I look forward to William Regal yelling war games once a year and, and yeah. nobody can take that away from me.
2: Maybe he's going to return to the ring. yeah i mean something big has to happen because yeah the ratings have been sagging and stuff like that and they're really kind of building towards some shift it doesn't have to be him stepping down maybe he's going to bring in diamond mine and they're going to be his goons to like you know his shooters to watch out for something but something big has to happen on tuesday because i really think they're building toward a reset and hopefully because they need it they need some type of reboot or new energy in nxt right
1: now
0: yeah dean regan tv 199 pounds that's like four dollars american cross needs to leave nxt undefeated yeah. seems like they're
2: going that route we'll
1: yeah. be nice. hopefully I mean, I mean i don't want anybody to leave nxt so
2: <laughs> yeah but to, the, to your point i actually do as good as they are they need to leave they, i think that's part of the problem they've just been around for too long and especially right. with carrying cross as your new champion as the longer done and gargano and cole are just hanging around it'll kind of you know, remind you that he's not the best guy here in terms of work rate or whatnot. So they need to kind of send those guys off, maybe keep one of them. But uh, Karrion Cross needs a completely new slew of opponents.
0: Yeah. Well then, uh, Wrestling Inc. is live tweeting coverage of the post-takeover call with Triple H and Shawn Michaels. <laughs> Triple H is saying William Regal will be a part of NXT as long
2: as he wants to be. Okay. Well, Interesting. Yeah. I wonder if it gets as spicy as he did on the last conference call. He's getting entertaining.
1: I was, I was going to say he's going to stop doing these calls because he doesn't like the questions <laughs> that he's getting. So he's going to eventually not even do them anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, there we have it, folks. So Great American Bash, July 6th. Raj Geary's favorite pay-per-view title. Oh now, notice since they brought back Great American Bash, now he keeps saying, Why don't they bring back Saturday night's main event? Now he shifted. Now <laughs> more. For four years on this podcast, he kept saying, Why don't they doing Great American Bash? Why aren't they reviving that? Or Halloween Havoc. I think that was the other one. Yeah. I haven't talked to Raj in forever. He's buried
1: he, in he doesn't economy. like us anymore. He only yeah.
0: wants to hang out with the Monday night people. <laughs> I know. I'm not Miss Monday night. Okay, so speaking of which, they're going to be back tomorrow night uh, to cover Monday Night Raw. Yeah, tomorrow's Monday. We'll be back Tuesday night to cover NXT. We're going to have uh, Champa and Thatcher versus the Grizzled Young Veterans for the number one contender spot in the NXT tag teams. Uh, I'm tuning in just to see what happens with Cameron Grimes and Hit Row next.
1: Like, yeah, no, and I want to know what, what William Regal is. What's going on? It's true.
0: There. That's right. <laughs> Forty-eight hours. Cool. We're gonna get some. We're gonna get some answers, hopefully. Uh, she is at NYC Demon Diva. That's with a one. He is at This Is Nasty on Twitter. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. Thanks everyone for tuning in, and we will catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care. Go Bucks.
2: No, you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator